The purpose of Wealth Talk is to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain you on the subject of building your wealth. Wealth Builders recommends you should always take independent financial, tax, or legal advice before making any decisions around your finances. Welcome to episode 201 of Wealth Talk. My name is Christian Rodwell, the Membership Director for Wealth Builders, joined today by our founder, Mr. Kevin Whelan. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Chris. Good to be with you again. All right, here we go again, 201. So, member spotlight week this week, and um, really good, actually, to focus on Rachel Bunny's story today. And uh, Rachel joined the Wealth Builders Academy with her husband, Mark, in August 2022, and um, still early days, but doing great work. Actually, four of the seven pillars in play, as we'll hear today. And um, Rachel has built a business which is a membership business. And we love membership businesses because recurring income, Kevin, I'm sure you'll touch on the importance of recurring income for any business owner. Um, But more so, I think, because she's still in that first early stage of building up her first few customers, which, you know, is often overlooked, Kevin, I think, because that's the hardest part, right, is to get that confidence just to get going. And then to see your first income from your first paying customer is is something that obviously you can't really beat. It's an interesting one. It's, it's almost like overcoming gravity, you know, so the power that's needed to push out of Earth's gravity is huge compared to the power needed once you're out of it. Uh, and this is ever true with business owners as well. The amount of energy to get things started and just to not just not just in the energy of what you need to do to construct that, but but your mindset. And you can hear a little tinge of doubt, and as often there is with business owners when they get started. Will people? We had this with Andy Labram, didn't we? Will people really pay me for this? And you know, you've got to overcome that imposter syndrome and that's that's often difficult when you've been doing something for a long time and you're really good at it it becomes so natural you don't realize how good you are and how much value you can bring whatever your niche is whatever that uh, opportunity is for you so an interesting one this one yes indeed so um we will hear from Rachel and she'll uh, share her experience of her first 12 months or so in business and uh, and then we'll be back to debrief afterwards so let's head on over to our conversation with Rachel Bunny Rachel welcome to Wealth Talk today how are you Hi, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And uh, you joined Wealth Builders almost a year ago now. It was, I think, August 2022. And um, you joined with your husband, Mark. And um, how have you found your first 10 or 11 months so far? Oh, wow, it's gone quick. <laughs> I can't believe it's a year already. But yeah, it's been really good. It's, um, it's, it's, we've learned so much, I think, the two of them. Mark's definitely sort of taken a real front seat um of learning a lot of the content within wealth builders and everything else but um but we we joined really with a um a starting point to I think the main thing really was to have the coach that was like a real selling point for us so having um a coach for me and, and the business side of things um but then yeah it has sort of developed them Mark's kind of been looking at lots of different avenues of things we can tap into to to change how we do everything yeah. in our normal life so so yeah today he's actually having a little chat with someone who we've met through wealth builders which is really exciting so hopefully that will lead to a few 
Brilliant. Change is happening too. Brilliant. Yeah, well, it's all about connections and community. And uh, we should give a nod to to your wealth coach, John Dale, uh, because it was actually John who got in touch with me and said, I think you need to have a chat with Rachel because she's doing some really, really good stuff. And uh, hence why we're here today. So, So John's been very supportive. Oh, thank you, John. Yeah, he's uh, he's the reason I I launched the membership actually. So, well, I was it was in the cards anyway, but he he gave me that gentle, friendly push to, to launch. Yes. So, um, so yeah, thank you, John. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's why I'm really looking forward to to speaking with you today, Rachel, because I think it's almost as important to get your first customer as it is to be making, you know, hundreds of thousands, because at the beginning, everything feels harder, right? Because you're learning something for new, you, you haven't got the confidence built up yet, and, um, and you're testing things. And so to get your first customer is amazing, right? Someone yeah. who, who pays you some money. Uh, and then to get your first 10 customers is amazing. Those small milestones, those small wins. And this is all kind of the, the, what you've been doing over the last couple of years or last 12 months even. And uh, I think it's really inspiring for people listening because it's really easy on social media to just constantly see people really overachieving and, you know, sharing all these massive, massive, uh, you know, amounts of revenue and successes. But for most people, they're, they're not there, right? Most people are in the trenches, just trying to get something to work. And uh, and that's why I think uh, today's lessons that you'll be sharing will be really valuable. So, uh, so thanks again for doing that. So before we get into what you've been doing with your membership program, uh, yeah. Rachel, let's let's kind of look back at what were you doing before you joined Wealth Builders? Were you in work? And, uh, you know, what did your sort of working week look like? So um, in March 2020, um, I we had our our first daughter, Grace. Um, and before that, I was working for a sewing machine company uh, full-time, traveling around the country, visiting, uh, I think I had about 50 independent sewing machine accounts to look after. So I was an account manager um, and a product specialist as well for the sewing side of things. So I would um, train the accounts up, on the sewing machines and also their customers, embroidery machines as well and that kind of thing. And then when I had my daughter, obviously, with it being March 2020, everything changed in the world as well as, as in our world. Um, so it it really kind of drilled home that things needed to change um, and I couldn't go back to doing the kind of work that I was doing previously um, in that kind of capacity. So, um so it was a really hard decision to make to, to leave because I, I did love my job uh, and I built up all this knowledge working there for 10 years and everything else and lots of contacts and things. So it was it was a, quite a sad time, actually, because it was it was a really tricky decision. But I knew I had to put family first and um, and it was using that network of people that I built up over the years um, through working um, in with the sewing machine company that got me into doing what I do now really because they said oh can you come and do a bit of work with us can you do a bit of work with us or so and so needs some training so I ended up starting off with one-to-one training um working at shows that I used to work at anyway but without all the all the stuff in the background I could just turn up do the nice bit and then go home again which was really nice um and then it kind of grew from there really so um more people found me I started the doing Instagram properly um well in my way properly as, as, as I could um set up my own website um and yeah started promoting myself which was again another scary step because 
I'd spent so long sort of hiding behind the brands that I worked for and um, not really wanting to to put me out there. So it was that was quite a big step as well. Um, so yeah, and then it's grown from there. Yeah, yeah. So at that point when you started to really think about your your brand, right, and start putting together the the content and the assets and the websites and stuff, was your intention then to still attract one-to-one clients or was the intention to actually build this into a membership program at that stage? Yeah, so I think at the t- when I first started, I had two kind of um, arms to the business in my head. I had um, um, the one-to-one stuff online and in person, um, thinking that, it would be lovely to kind of do some kind of semi-passive thing, but not really knowing where to go, what to do, or even how to do it. And then the other side of it was to do embroidered commissions, which I've kind of knocked on the head. I still do a bit of bespoke one-off stuff that's a little bit specialist, but not the kind of personalising everything in the same way kind of kind of thing. So, so I've definitely kind of moved more to the tuition side of things, which is nice. And then the idea for the membership and the um, – another form of income stream came came in as well so yeah and what, what kind of education uh did did you have in terms of kind of learning how to how to do this how to set up a website and you know what you should be doing to to build a membership program we reading books watching videos anyone in particular that, that you followed yeah I mean to be honest with you I, there's one key lady there called Lisa Johnson who I joined her one to many course and that really kind of gave me a lot of the the foundations to be able to launch confidently I think um I say that quite loosely because I'm still not 100% confident in everything I'm doing but I think just having it and doing it in the right ways um and having those things in in place before you kind of launch um and helping you along the way um also I did a course with um, a charity locally um, called Successful Mums. Um, so they um, really helped me to get the business off the ground kind of thing. They gave me that, that first initial push. Um, so I'd say them and um, Lisa Johnson as well um, really gave me the kind of foundations to to grow yeah. from there. Yeah. 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 Which, which you know, uh, Wealth Builders, the, the kind of three you know, foundational elements are education, support, connection. And, you know, it doesn't all doesn't have to come from wealth builders necessarily, right? It's like you have to find some education, good education from somewhere, and you need good support. And then of course connections, which you're building as you go. So um so yeah, you know, three key elements there. Absolutely. Um okay. So um so what was the name that you came up with for for your membership program, Rachel? So it's not very inventive, actually, but it's it's the Bunny and Thread Embroidery Club. Um, so I just want I didn't want it to be like it's a membership, it's a subscription, even though obviously that is what it is. I wanted it to be like a club um, so um, that people can kind of meet other people, other like minded people that use embroidery machines. So it's quite niche um, and it, it does sort of stick to um not intentionally, but stick to a, a brand of embroidery machine as well, uh, which is a brother brother embroidery machines. Um, but um, I've realised one of the learns actually is that niche is is good because mm. <laughs> um, it really kind of fine tunes people to find you. Um, so so yeah, that's the that's the the name of the club. Okay, and you said it's you know for the hobbyist embroider and. Yeah. Uh, People who perhaps have had a machine sat there, right? But they've they've not really used it. They don't know yeah. exactly how to get the most out of it, and, and yeah. you show them how to do that. 
Yeah, definitely. So I think um, we all, well, I mean, it feels normal to me, but we all saw sort of a, a real increase in sales of sewing machines and embroidery machines through the pandemic. Um, and a lot of those people have just left them in the box or they're scared of them. They've invested a lot of money in, in this technology and then they don't know anyone else that does it or they don't have a shop locally where they can kind of go back to for help or anything else. So, um, so yeah, to be able to offer that kind of service um, is, is what I'm all about. Yeah. And can you kind of take yourself back to that point where you were setting that up? Like in your in your mind, did you have any kind of goal? Did you secretly think, wow, you know, what if I could get like a hundred or a thousand members here? I mean, yeah. I mean, when I was doing the Lisa Johnson course, it was very like big numbers. And I was just thinking, oh, that's that's amazing. Like, I'd love to be able to do that. But I think for me, it was looking at, right, OK, I've already got the one to one stuff coming in. I've got some memory commissions coming in. So what would be a realistic kind of goal for me to to set myself? I don't like to go too. I kind of like to go good, better, best so that I can still keep aiming for higher, but be happy if I just got the good kind of thing. So. Um, so yeah, my good target for the first month. So I did a, a, a I guess you kind of call it a soft launch. Um, so I just put it out there to my followers and to my. I had a free Facebook group as well that I'd set up and um, sort of breadcrumbing in other in other Facebook groups um, as well and my mailing list. Uh, so just kind of put it out there and then I, um, my target was ten members. And which would have, which was fifteen pound a month at that first month, um, so that was my target. And then by I think it was even like within two weeks, I got like twenty seven people signed up, and I was I was blown away. <laughs> I kept getting alerts on my phone because the the website system I use it sort of sends me little alerts, and I was just like, another one, I've got another one. Yeah. <laughs> so well, like you said before, it's that first customer. You think this is actually happening; it's working, and people aren't just they're seeing it and it's real it's yeah it was it was really exciting yeah no it's magical isn't it where literally yeah. it's just like ka-ching 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 That's it. yeah um yeah. and you know of course it's real people here and you know it's yeah. not it's not just the money but of course we're building a business then you know yeah. sales is is part of that um okay. and um when when was this when when exactly did you do the launch rachel it was um march yeah march so it was march yeah so we're only yeah. talking you know three four months ago uh yeah um, so that's fantastic. And um, as you say, you know, it, it, it obviously doubled what you were hoping to do there. And um, and then t- take us through that first you know, month with that new cohort. Like, did you have a structure already built for the program and, and kind of what was that? So what was your offer and what were they getting for that £15 subscription per month? So um, the main things that the the membership focuses on is um masterclasses um so i do a masterclass a month and then a, a live q a a month both of those are live that are then recorded and then put onto my sort of members area which is on my website um so they the first one i i set the topic for i set it up and and put it out there because i it was the main um question that i get asked all the time so i thought right let's this will be a good one to start with and get people in um which is all about different stabilizers you use for the embroidery uh, machines and then from there on in i put i ask for feedback from my members so that was a really real key point for me because yeah it's my club but it's more their club really because i want them to get the most out of it so i ask them for for ideas things they want me to cover in in masterclasses um 
and then I'll put a vote out. So I'll pick three topics for that month, put a vote out on the Facebook group, the private Facebook group, and then they can vote on on each topic for each month. Um, so, um, so yeah, then going forward, they, they will pick the topics each time. Yeah, key key lesson there. Obviously, you could give give them what they want, right? And yeah, uh, yeah, solve, solve the problems that people are telling you they're having. Uh, and yeah. then obviously, you build that into your marketing, then, right? Because you yeah, know that exactly. you've been told that, and uh, and that then goes into your message. So, so in terms of marketing moving forwards now, how are you looking to grow the membership? What what kind of things are you going to be doing? So, in the not so distant future, I want to um, do. A kind of, I guess another sort of launch. So I want to do a free webinar um, and uh, push it out there to to more people. Maybe spend a bit of money on advertising. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Um, and just see if we can get a few more people in. Um, and just kind of promote what what we're all about and how lovely the community is that uh, that we've built together um uh, everyone is so nice in there which is really lucky um but um but yeah just kind of really pushing that out there give people a little taster of what they can expect in the club and then um and then yeah open the doors and let people in yeah and there's a there's a saying in kind of membership sites people come for the content but they stay for the community and um are you seeing the retention as well from those those 27 that joined yeah yeah definitely i think there's only one lady who left and it it we'd already had a conversation before she joined and she said it might not be for her because she's she's more of a business doing embroidery rather than the hobbyist kind of thing so um so yeah everyone else has, has stayed which is great That's brilliant brilliant and of course not only are you building a business so pillar five of our seven pillars of wealth you're now building your ip you're creating intellectual property in the way of courses and um also you mentioned to me something about a retreat or two um so so tell us more about that so i work together with two lovely ladies caroline and and janice um so together we've put together a retreat called a way to sew so it's just a lovely three days in Kent um, with a ho- in a hotel with a swimming pool, lovely big open space room where you can bring your sewing machine, bring your projects, come with a friend or meet new friends when you're there. And it's just it's just a lovely uh, place to, to go and, and sew for three days. And then you get those three there to, to help and guide you along with demonstrations or anything specific on the project you're, you're going to uh, do uh, create on the on the retreat so we can we're we're on hand to help as well so yeah we've just done the second one in may um and then we've got another one we've we haven't announced the dates yet but it is september this year we've got we've got another booking in of the hotel so yeah all right we'll be sure to post that in the facebook community for for anyone listening who who might be interested in coming along so that's really good and it sounds like you're really creating an experience there so it's not just about sewing it's getting together with friends and just having a bit of time out from from things and um and again that's what you want isn't it building that community where people come and and they stay and it's not just staying for the original content which they joined for it's it's all the other things that they weren't expecting to get as a result of it yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 And they um, come back as well, which is great because then they meet new people and then they stay connected and then they all come back together, which is great. So 
and of course then referrals and uh you know word of mouth and you know that's yeah. another strategy right so if, there's yeah. always there's always so many ideas of things that you can do right so it's just about getting proof of concept at the beginning and that and that you absolutely have established now so so that is kind of like first base and and now you can build towards your first 100 members which i'm sure yeah. uh you'll be hitting uh you know in the not too distant future but um you talked about doing the retreat there with a couple of other people so so that's now looking at joint ventures right so it's partnering with other people to yeah. create value and a win-win for everyone and an income stream so you know without realizing perhaps you've got three pillars on the go there yeah i know yeah that's, that's quite good actually isn't it that is good and then you've got mark looking at the property pillar so so all of the entrepreneurial pillars pretty much you've got covered or you will have so uh so good work in the first yeah. 10 months rachel yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely yeah it's yeah, it's it's quite interesting sort of looking back at things, even though it's still, like you say, early days and realising how far how far we've come, even in this short period of time where we've been uh, part of the wealth builders community. So um so yeah, it's really good to see. Yeah, that's good. And um what would be some lessons, you know, from your first year or two in, in business? Anyone who's listening now, Rachel, they're you know, they're going through the same kind of stages of thinking of an idea will anybody buy you know what do I do how do I launch trying to get perfect right and I think that's something we've not touched on but you know perfection you know tell me a bit about that because some people never start because they're always tinkering yeah yeah I mean don't yeah not letting perfection get in the way of progression um yeah I'm sure someone has, I need to quote someone for that but <laughs> but that is a big thing and and again I have to say for to John Dale our, our coach because he he basically just said why don't you just just do it like you haven't got to put things I was thinking right I need to get some content on there I need to get it all looking nice and get it all and yeah I just I didn't I didn't at all I just said look it's new come in tell me what you want and I'll I'll, I'll create it for you and it, it's worked really well and I think if it happens with all sorts of things, doesn't it? You sort of put it off, put it off until it's perfect. But if you never get it out there, then you never know. Um, so, yeah, absolutely, definitely that's a big lesson for sure. Yeah. Um, what would be another lesson that uh, looking back now you would, would perhaps have done differently or done done quicker? Yeah, I think a lot of it, a big thing for me is, was mindset, actually. And I think that's in a lot of life anyway, just having the right kind of mindset. And I think if you think it's not going to work, then it, it probably won't because you're not going to get do the, the things that you need to do to get get it to work. So, um, And there, there's enough room out there for everyone. So you're not going to find something that no one else is doing. Um, even in my niche, there are other people doing what I do. Um, but you've got to be you and and show why you're different and people will like you or join you or, or do both so it does it's it there's enough room out there for everyone to do things your way um and um yeah I just wish I'd started it all sooner as well that was the other thing but but there we go it's still early days but yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good message, I think, to uh, yeah. to leave us on there. Just yeah. get going, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Just get going. So I, I'd love to have you back in a few months, Rachel, and we'll see how things are progressing and uh, and also on the property side of things and uh, hopefully Mark's uh, visits today go well. So uh, well yeah. done to you both. Thanks very much for sharing today, Rachel, and for being a part of the Wealth Builders community. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, just a final one, Rachel. Tell yeah. everyone the URL, the website where they can go and check you out. 
Good point. Yeah. So it's www.bunnyandthread.com. And that's bunny because it's my surname is bunny. It's B-U-N-N-E-Y. Go there now. All right, then. Thanks, Rachel. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Okay, I really enjoyed speaking to Rachel on that one, Kevin, and uh, certainly a few points to pull out there. Um, Before we do that, let's head on over to Trustpilot and uh, read out one of our latest reviews. And uh, this one catching my eye today is from Errol. And uh, Errol says, wealth building made easier. So this is the only organization I'm aware of that provides a complete holistic view of how to create wealth. Wealth Builders hold your hand to get you started on the strategy best suited for you. The support I received kept me engaged and motivated without ever putting me under pressure. The roadmap they have created for wealth creation is clear, well signposted and gives confidence that if followed, I will reach my destination of financial independence. Wow. I like that. And we often refer to the confidence that people get when they see things working. Um, and Rachel is the same, right? You needed just to see some evidence, often surprising uh, that, you know, people are buying into what you have to offer. And I think instinctively she knew that, but didn't think she had a business doing that. You know, she had it as an employee, didn't she? Um, and, and often showing people what to do. And what's interesting for me about this, Chris, is uh, is the lessons are hard-baked here into the lessons for anybody. And even though the niche is interesting, you remember before you had your break, I had a bit of a laugh about the worst thing I could think of was going to Glastonbury. And you were like, yeah, it's horses for courses, everybody's different. And this is one of those, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is never going to touch my life, um, sewing, embroidery, being great at that. But I can understand why it is. And there's a whole industry, isn't there, around hobbies and interests and I'm always fascinated when someone discovers for themselves a rich and energizing niche where they actually become like the wealth dynamics in flow. And you could tell Rachel was in flow, you know, so being in flow is an important part of that. But, but, but the, the other issue to mention, I think is Choosing your niche and being outstanding in a niche is one of the prerequisites of a wealth-building business, not just a business that I've mentioned before, trading time for money, but just with a different set of um, construction, not trading time for a job, but trading time for an, in a business where you're a job holder, essentially, in a business. But if you can find a rich niche and go deep into that niche and create your authority and your your key person of influence, as we might say, uh, then, and I think we've got access to that book, haven't we as well? Key person of influence. You might want to signpost that from Daniel Priestley. Yes. Yes. No, Daniel very kindly uh, shared a copy for us to uh, share with our members. So uh, inside the Wealth Builders free membership, uh, make sure you're registered, wealthbuilders.co.uk forward slash membership, and uh, should be able to access that inside there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, we talked about the roadmap and uh, I think Rachel referred to uh, that and Errol did in his review as well. But uh, our roadmap, which we teach, which is the the path that everyone has to follow to move from financial insecurity to financial independence, we've broken it into three stages. And stage one is building confidence and yeah. uh, begins with mindset. It begins with knowing yourself and uh our members take the wealth dynamics assessment. And, and Rachel was a clear creator. She has lots yeah. of dynamo energy which is that 
creative energy to come up with ideas, come up with things. And um, and she's put that into good practice. But uh, And then stage two is building knowledge. So that's understanding then, well, how do you actually build a business and what type of business? And, and there's different types of uh, recurring income businesses that people can, can follow, aren't there, Kevin? Yeah, there are. And uh, I've identified uh, four. I'd be very interested if anybody else can come up with a fifth because those distinctions that are often referred to uh, can come from elsewhere. We're humble enough to accept anybody else's suggestions as well. So the the four types of recurring income, and, and it's worth mentioning that recurring income is the most precious income of all, because if you can secure recurring income, in other words, income that's automatic in some way, it's contractual in some way, it's not just getting a customer to buy again, it's the fact they're committed to that auto-buying sequence. Uh, and there are four types. And uh, let's see if we can identify you know, what type uh, Rachel fits into there. So the first one is a product that you would have and purchase that is you automatically purchase. So think about you as a customer and think about you as a business owner. And so, you know, get curious about it, you know, almost develop a sort of sense of curiosity around recurring income businesses. And I look for them everywhere. It's, it's a fun thing for me to do and go, Where's the recurring income in that? Where's the recurring income in that? And that's a question I'm always asking myself when I see any business. But the recurring income and a product is, well, what product do you automatically have that's on autopilot for you? You know, auto delivery. Is it you've got a horse, so you have food delivered automatically? Uh, is it, you know, we've got a, a black Labrador and uh, the bags of food for them are pretty heavy, right? Well. Why do I want to put my back out and get my wife to put her back out? Just get it delivered. You know, so, and of course, the famous one for Kev, which is wine. You know, I get my wine delivered um, and uh, it comes automatically and I get a very pleasant um, injection of that and, uh, and, and I enjoy spending the money. So that's a recurring income for the business who's supplying me. Well, what's your version of that? So that's a product. The other is a service. So what service do you receive that's automatic? Um, it's contractual maybe, you know, and, and you could think of lots of things around the home or in business that would be relevant for that. I mean, in business, we're, we're paying for tech support, aren't we? Yeah. Um, at home, you might pay for your alarm to be serviced or your car to be serviced or whatever, you know, so lots and lots of ideas around that. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say the soft, software as a service, right, is all over the place now. So subscriptions to all yeah. sorts of things within a business. Yeah, um, albeit subscriptions and memberships would be a third category, which I think is where Rachel's going with with um, you know, kind of like a membership idea to create something that people feel part of a community. Um, and it's building the community, and you, I think, quite nicely said it. I think you know people come for the content but stay for the community, I believe are the words you used, and I think that's right. And what she's trying to do is build that community and I think what's great about what she's doing is it's around a machine, right? And while she talked about the different brands of machine, actually, my wife's a seamstress. She made her own wedding dress uh, going back ages ago. And I'll get her to go and have a look at this. She doesn't actively get involved now. Um, but, uh, you know, that it, she's, she'd been and done that. We've still got the sewing machine, and it is a brother sewing machine. And um, what's interesting, though, is there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are fascinated by the subject. And um, it's just great that she can tap into that. And, and because it's the machine, they need to see it, don't they? And that 
that that sort of engenders the community because you can almost see a room full of machinists or, or lessons, you know, almost like famous chefs cooking. You can have Rachel doing it with a mirror on there so everybody can see what she's doing. This is how you do that and so do that. And, ah, that's how you do that. And that's what people pay for is the distinctions that they don't get and they can't get on their own. So that's membership in subscriptions. And, of course, Wealth Builders is a membership in subscription uh, business for those who decide to join. Of course, we obsess about giving away free content as well, free content as well, because we hope that at some point, self-servingly, when people are ready, they've had enough good content to go, hey, I'm ready, take action now. Uh, and, and hopefully they'll uh, reach out to us. But anyway, um, the, the the fourth is a gateway. Now that's probably the least understood, I think, of the of the four uh, recurring income models. And the gateway is still identifies a niche, but instead of you providing the service, you curate the content. You become essentially a librarian for the content of people searching for a specific issue. Now, um, that could be any niche that you find, but in a world where we're bombarded, we're inundated with information coming from all angles, it's often referred to as trying to get a cup of water out of Niagara Falls. There's too much information. You Google anything, you get, you get so much. Whereas if you're interested in something and somebody can get that content, sift that content, and make that content available to you in the way that you want it, then that could be a really good gateway. And you don't have to, the difference between a gateway membership is with a membership, you're asking somebody to pay for your curation or for your skill. With a gateway, you're being paid by the myriad of people who are providing a service to that community. I always use the same example because it's the easiest one to pick out, which is a money-saving expert, Martin Lewis, who doesn't charge anything to be a member. It's not a money-saving expert membership site where you pay X pounds a month. No, it's basically an affiliate link. You click on something, it's all automatically tagged. And if you then go on to buy, the cookies embedded in that will send us small payment. And if you've got enough people visiting the site, those small payments add up to large payments. And, you know, he's done a really outstanding job of doing that. And over the years has built up, you know, a personality around that. But what's your version? You know, so if you're, if you're in business or thinking about being in business or like Rachel at the very cusp of building a bridge between employeeship where you're outstanding at what you do, maybe you don't know it yet. Maybe you do. Maybe you've been told hey, you're really good at that, you've really got a good way of thinking about that, then you can turn that into some form of membership or subscription or recurring income business if you want. So congrats to Rachel for doing that. And of course, while Rachel's been the feature of this, her husband Mark has been outstanding in his own support, not just in supporting Rachel, uh, but also in looking at the alternative asset classes, which is property. So we're, we know that's a genuine team business going on there, don't we? Yeah, yeah, no, great to hear all four of those entrepreneurial pillars 
being brought into play. And um, just to touch on another aspect, a key step in our nine-step roadmap, which is step five leverage, because there's some good examples of how Rachel's brought leverage into play here. So you have F-I-R-S-T, which is your acronym, Kevin, financial leverage, intellectual relationship systems and time. So obviously the intellectual leverage, all of those years built up, she's now, you know, taken that experience, hasn't just parked it or left it behind. She's brought it with her into her new life and now being able to monetize that and obviously enjoy that because she knows she's an expert in her field. But then the relationship leverage of working with a coach. And she mentioned that was one of the things that attracted them to Wealth Builders was having that one-to-one support. And um, their coach has been John Dale. And John gave Rachel that push, which sometimes you need because otherwise you're working towards perfection and perfection kind of never seems to come, does it? There's always something else you can be doing before you're ready to go. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Particularly for Wealth Dynamics that a little bit more steely perhaps than Rachel's where you just want all the traffic lights on the road to be green before you set off. And they never are, are they? And so you can't really do that. Um, but so I get that. So it's, I think it's just get started, get better later, isn't it? That's all you can do. And if you tell the truth and, and you tell you say to people, hey, this is what we're doing, uh, it's not perfect. In fact, we welcome your feedback so we can improve it. They will respect that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the formula that we followed in the past. I'm sure we'll follow again in the future when we have new products to launch. So um, yeah, really well done to Rachel and to Mark, of course, as you say, working together as a team, joined as a partnership and, uh, you know, within their first 12 months, making great progress. So um, good. Well, hopefully we'll be able to share more member stories uh, in the future episodes. Uh, We had a bit of a a break, but uh, we've got so many great stories to share. We'll uh, make sure that I think every month, we're inviting a member to uh, to share their progress. So, um, Kevin, we will catch up again, same time, same place next week. You will indeed, Chris. And until then, my friend, see you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that we are constantly updating our resources inside the Wealth Builders membership site to help you create, build and protect your wealth. Head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership right now for free access. That's wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership.